Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. I hope that you have had a star-studded, happy, happy week here during the holidays. What a fun time it is to have a few days off just to, you know, to really enjoy one another and to enjoy family and to have the reason for the season, whatever it is that you love to celebrate. There's just nothing better than getting together with people that you love and uh, spending some time. Although if you are the the chief, the chief cook and bottle washer, <laughs> you're probably a little bit exhausted. But nevertheless, it's always, always worth it. So welcome to our show today as we prepare for the rest of the year. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America uh, program which is uh, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. You have only a few more days to get that wonderful tax deduction and to make a donation to Be The Star You Are. You can send checks to Be The Star You Are, P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Or even better, if you make it on PayPal, PayPal is now donating 1% more through December 31st. All you have to do is go to bethestarur.org and click on Donate. And you will get an instant tax write-off. So why pay Uncle Sam and pay more taxes when if you're making that kind of money or any money and you would like to support a charity that supports literacy, brings you these great programs, both here on Star Style and on Express Yourself, as well as helps with disaster relief and empowerment of women, children, and families. So again, that website is bethestarur.org. And the miracle moment is from Charles Evans Hughes. A man has to live with himself, and he should see to it that he always has good company. So this is going to be our goal for the year is to be the best friend you can be to yourself because if you are good to yourself, if you love yourself, if you embody all the things that you would like to have others do unto you, 
and you already have them in yourself, you're going to be that way, to the outside world. What would you do, change, improve in your body or your mind or your soul or your being if you had no limits to make that change? How would you improve? What would it be like to go through your body, mind, and spirit system by system, organ by organ, gland by gland, and regenerate into a calm, relaxing 12-month pace? Well, you have the power. You have the power. So we today in our show, we're going to be talking about how if you have to have a surgery, how you can pick the right surgeon. The more I read about it, the more critical it is. How to be your own personal trainer instead of going to the gym, you are the gym. And then also you tied yearnings and literally how to make your outdoor space or your garden your your um, your personal exercise gym. But first, I want to talk about some of the highlights of 2017 and what we are hoping for 18. Now, you know, as 2017 comes to a close, there are many reflections that I have on the year and the opportunities that are ahead. Actually, I think 2017 was really a traumatic year for many people, politically, economically, and most of all, in a climate area. There were some very bad attacks on our world, both by Mother Nature and by terrorists. And it seems that our truth, our freedom of speech, our freedom of press, equality, all of these things have been heartbreaking. But climate change was pretty, pretty major. With this past summer, you know, we witnessed three major hurricanes. We witnessed Uh, immense floods, uh, earthquakes that were devastating and killed hundreds, and fires that were beyond belief. In fact, here in California, the the wildflowers, the wildfires are still still, um, burning in Southern California. We have seen ancient ice disintegrating into the seas. Scientific reports confirm again and again that we have some urgent action needed in order to control this. But it was also a transition for climate action in which people affirmed our ability to make some progress at a speed and a scale because our climate crisis is really demanding that. It was sad the U.S. government dropped the baton of international leadership on climate and dropped out of the Paris Accords, but yet there are other inspiring people and climate leaders, and I, am a, I take courage in the fact and uh, happiness in that the states and cities around the U.S. and countries around the world and actually all kinds of businesses have proved themselves ready to pick up and carry that baton. And we are not going to not going to give up because we know that climate change is accelerating in response to what's happening here in the world. And we humans can do our part to help it. So we really do want to do that. Some of the positive things that happened, I think, for the year, for, for me personally, I was very happy because I have a little granddaughter. And I didn't expect, you know, it's so fun to um, to have a new birth. 
There were also sad deaths this year. Just this past week, my very beloved aunt Helen died, and we buried her. Another good friend just died this week. And there always seems to be death and rebirth, but that is part of what life is about. It is a circle. And as sad as we become, we also have to be encouraged and inspired and and um, and joyful that people who have gone on, that we had them in our lives in the first place. So for all of you who have lost beloved friends and family, I give you my condolences. And for people who have welcomed new life into their families, congratulations. And it's always really great to see the young people thriving and going forward in life. So make sure to keep doing that. So Yuletide yearnings. Well, Epictetus said, first say to yourself what you would be and then do what you would have to do. I think that's a perfect, perfect quote to begin the new year because as the holidays melt to a warm memory, we're going to find ourselves gearing up for a new beginning. And as so many people know, the number one New Year's resolution is to do with fitness and body. Do you yearn to lose weight? Do you want to fit into a smaller size? Do you want to get stronger, exercise more, be happier? Well, I have some good news. In our next segment, we will talk about how to be your own personal trainer. But in this one, I want to talk about how the garden gym awaits your arrival. Gardening tasks qualify for a moderate to intense exercise program. And if you are the type of person who wears a device to track your steps and your heart rate, you're going to be in for a really healthy surprise when you start gardening. For the most powerful, a full body workout, you can get out your shovel and just start digging. Now, other gardening chores that give you positive results include weeding, planting, hoeing, seeding, watering, Pulling hoses, pushing lawnmowers, pruning, carrying buckets, and even harvesting your crops. Raking and trimming can burn easily 300 calories an hour. So you'll tone your body and you'll ease your mind at the same time. Now what I do, my I have an actual a morning routine that I start off with a brisk walk around my property just to inspect all my plants. I pull errant weeds and those occasional dandelions, as well as check on my bird houses, my bird baths, my bird feeders, and of course, the fountains. There's just something about breathing in that clean morning air. This jaunt has become what I refer to as my daily meditation. I climb the hill to the orchard. It gets my heart pumping, and I start moving around. I, when I start to move rocks that have tumbled in the night, it strengthens my arm muscles, And after 30 minutes of this kind of invigoration, I feel that my mind is clear, my heart is more open, my body feels nimble, and I am ready to tackle the day. Then, of course, I continue on the hill. I have 101 steps up to my barnyard where all of the um, adopted animals live. And I have chickens and ducks and geese and rabbits and goats and pigs and what else? I have all kinds of birds. And it is like a favorite part of my day because they are just so fun and so cute. And they've just become such good friends and they can't wait to be let out into the orchard so that they can, you know, scratch and hunt for worms and bugs and do what do what animals do. 
And at nighttime, when I put him in, I thought so often it was like, you know, going to the manger because I put him in the barn and I recently put in a few bales of hay and they snuggled down into the hay and they cover themselves up and you can just see their little heads popping out. And it's actually very warm and cozy. So if Jesus was born in a manger and it had some fresh hay, it could have been very, very comfortable. (laughs) Now, here are a few safety tips for exercising in the garden. Like any exercise, you have to warm up before you go outside. Stretch. Use a cushion when kneeling to plant, weed, or dig. Bend at the knee when you need to lift something. That decreases the stress on your neck, your shoulders, and your back. Keep your back straight as much as possible. Minimize your lumbar strain by refraining from slouching. So I have to even practice that, you know, practice that if you have an office job and we tend to be working on our computers and slouch over our desktops to kind of see better, remind yourself to sit up straight. That's very important because that really strengthens your core. And use lightweight tools that suit your body type. Pull branches to your eye level or use an extender when you're pruning. Don't twist or try to reach too high. Don't overload that wheelbarrow or the buckets. Just make some more trips. Wear gloves, boots with treads, a hat, sunscreen, and clothes that you don't mind ruining. Uh, Personally, I have three drawers of old ratty-tatty garden clothes that I just love because they are so comfortable and they're disaster-proof. And they're disaster-proof because they've already been through the disaster and they have paint on them and they've been ripped and they have... uh, Uh, Clorox, you know, from when I'm scrubbing things. So they're all stained and all that, but they're comfortable and they work great in the garden. And when they're too worn or too ripped or too frayed to wear, they become my gardening rags. So it's complete recycling. And employ a spotter whenever you climb on a ladder. Severe injuries and even death are common when a ladder falls or fails. Now, research has indicated that gardening helps with lowering blood pressure and cholesterol. It prevents heart disease, osteoporosis, and diabetes. It can boost your creativity. It reduces stress, and it fights depression. So I look at gardening as a physical, mental, and spiritual sport. So when you garden, your entire body gets a workout from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, and all of your your senses will be awakened as the sights, the sounds, the tastes, the textures, And the scents are stimulated by the natural world. The added attraction is that you can harvest what you grow. You can get the flowers, the herbs, the vegetables, the fruits, the branches, and even the weeds, like you can eat your dandelions, right? Finally, you burn calories. You work your muscles. You enhance your senses by working in your garden. And if you do not want to join the Green Thumb Tribe, you can just go outside to hike in the beautiful hills. Trails abound everywhere that you live, or if you're in a city, you can walk around blocks. But anytime you walk in nature, also known as forest bathing, you will be rewarded with a plethora of benefits that will keep you in good health and will keep you more satisfied with life. So become a green, lean gardening machine, and we wish you a very happy 
New Year. Now, I do have a few gardening tips for you for the month of January before I go to break. And although you're still going to enjoy plenty of downtime during the winter months, the Yuletide January garden requires a bit of attention as you clean out the old to prepare for the new. But you know what? I'm going to tell you about this when we come back from break. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I will be right back with more. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and this is Cynthia Bryan, and this is our Happy New Year show with some looking uh, to the past, and but mostly looking to the future. It's like rearview mirror, it's gone, so we're just going to go forward. So for January in the garden, these are a few tips, because... Usually in winter, it's our downtime. It's, you know, the garden's asleep. It's taking its long winter's nap. And so we like to have a break, too, as gardeners. But the month of January, you do have to do a little bit of cleaning out the old to prepare for the new. So these are a few of the tips. First of all, you need to prune all of your deciduous trees, and that includes fruit trees. And you do this while the weather is cold and the trees are dormant to maintain the tree's food supply. And how this works is that when a tree is active and uh, you would prune it, it is actually cutting off the food that would go into the uh, into the branches. But when it is dormant, it's not feeding anymore. So that's the best time to prune. Cut any budding branches of flowering quince. The buds are going to open when they're brought indoors and they provide plenty of red or pink flowers for your enjoyment. 
Peru Spring Seed and Summer Bulb uh, Catalogs, and you're going to find some ideas for ordering next season's planting. Mulch to keep the ground warm and erosion from emerging. Now, you want to always mulch about three inches deep. You want to keep the mulch at least six inches away from the base of any trees or shrub. But the rest of it, you do want to have that nice cover on on your soil because it will stop erosion. It keeps your soil warm in the winter, cool in the summer, more to love, right? And that's why even in countries where our, our counties and areas where there's snow, the snowpack serves as a mulch. So it actually is protecting the ground, even though it's very cold for us. You can pick bouquets of Narcissi now. Those strong perfume, it's especially welcome in bathrooms and dressing rooms. Burn calories by getting physical in the garden and do your own garden work. By just pointing and say, plant it there, plant it there, plant it there, that that doesn't make any gardening exercise for you. Get out there and do some of the work yourself. Mow your lawns about every two weeks. They do not have to be mowed weekly any longer unless that's what you like. And don't forget, either use a mulcher or allow the grass clippings to stay on your lawn. And what they do is they act as a fertilizer. Blooms begin now on camellias, azaleas, and orchids. And soon you're going to find many colors to choose from at your local nursery. Your Christmas tree, if you are taking it down, move it to the curb for pickup day for your area. Make sure to remove all the ornaments, the tinsel, and the lights. Now, if you miss your day, you'll need to cut up your tree and put it in the green organic cart for a later pickup. But usually the first two weeks after Christmas, most uh, companies will uh, pick up your Christmas tree at the, the full size that it is. But check with your company in your area to see how that works. This is the time to make the year-end tax-deductible donations and still get you know your tax write-off. I would highly suggest you go to btsya.org or be the star you are.org. It's a 501c3 charity and continuing to work on Operation Disaster Relief. Make a tax deductible donation via PayPal, and PayPal is actually going to add 1%. So I always think this time of year, I'm always going over my finances to see how much more I can donate. It's much better to get a tax write-off than to pay taxes, right? So get a tax receipt and do something that's really great for somebody else. We have the power to do that. You can arrange pots of cyclamen on your front porch as a bright and cheery greeting. Cut your final rose blossoms and prepare for heavy pruning of roses towards the end of the month. And by the way, you'll be able to tune in to the live broadcast on the Uh, January 24th from 4 to 5 p.m. live right here on Voice America Network when I'm going to be interviewing the renowned Rosarian Michael Marriott of David Austin Roses in England and he'll be with us from England. He's going to give us all the tips that we need to prune as well as how to plant bare root heirlooms as well as anything you wanted to know about uh, roses and there's also um a a great 15% discount with the code UPA at davidaustinroses.com through February if you order roses now. 
So it's time to enjoy the birds, especially the seabirds, whenever you visit the coast. And you may want to give my newest gift book to yourself or someone else that you love. It's Growing with the Goddess Gardener, 12 Months of Inspiration and Gardening Tips to Sustain Your Inner Gardener with a Full Year of Kindness and Happiness in Nature. It's available in both the black and white interiors or color interiors. And for best prices, it's better to go to CynthiaBryan.com. Go to the online store, 25% is donated to Be The Star You Are Charity. Plus, when you buy there, you get all kinds of extra goodies, and you'll get uh, an autographed copy. Uh, if you live in the area, you can also do office pickup and avoid any shipping charges, which that always helps. <laughs> and I think that you're going to really, uh, really uh, definitely enjoy this book. If you, you can also get it on Amazon, but the prices are much higher, probably until... Some uh, some people start buying them and then posting them on Amazon, and maybe then they'll maybe then it'll be less. Anyway, uh, you can control runoff, um, which will clean the water and enjoy some colorful specimens by planting a rain garden. Now, High Country Gardens offers you two pre-planned, ready-to-go kits, and that's at HighCountryGardens.com. Swiss chard is what is to be harvested right now for a quick, nutritious saute, or you could make a soup. And just get ready for a year of cheer, goodwill, and gardening news as we celebrate this Yuletide together. So do what you need to do to be what you want to be. And I wish you happy gardening. And now for the second part of this segment, I promised that I would discuss with you how you can be your own personal trainer. So, of course, my personal thing that I love to do is gardening. So, for me, it is always a good workout because I have a lot of work to do in the garden. But you can also be your own personal trainer and just turn up the the burn at every gym session with some of these pro secrets, or you can do it at home. There are plenty of perks, of course, to having a personal trainer, but even fitness pros will admit that it's not impossible to get in shape without supervision. And, you know, you have to have the budget to have your own personal coach. So you're the person who knows your workout preferences, you know your personality, You know your body better than anybody else. So it's up to you to really decide how it is that you like to work out and then follow through. But here are a few essentials that trainers would tell you that can get the sweat going for you in every workout. Just remember, you know, that chest up, core tight, and check your form when you start to get tired. So first off is to do a self-consultation. You start by getting clear about your aims. That's the number one thing. What do you want? Are you looking for a tighter rear end? Do you want stronger arms? Are you just looking for core strength? Do you want not to hurt in your back? Or you really want to, you know, have, you know, this va-va-voom body? You got to go for mini goals. You set your intentions so you can measure in the short term, like, I'd like to run three times a week. But when you choose goals, they always have to be SMART goals. And we've talked about this many times before on the radio on how to make your goals achievable. You have to be able to achieve it in order to see it and make it happen. Then you build a schedule. 
you plug every workout and rest day into your phone and add some alerts. You can plug it into your computer as well. And log everything down. Jot down a few notes about how your workout went, when you're going to finish. And by keeping a log, what it does is it just helps you see what's working and what's not working so that you can adjust because adjusting is part of the workout schedule. I think at the first of the year, all of us, including myself, we start off so big. We have these big, lofty, lofty goals. And we're just so certain that we're, we can do it. And then a few weeks go by and you fall by the wayside. And then when you've stopped for a while, you give up altogether. Well, that's not what we want to do. So, you know, it's, it's by the mile, it's hard. But by the inch, it's a cinch. So let's just take it a little bit at a time. So fixing your form. Now, if you're at the gym and you see the pros cringing when you're moving through a routine with bad form, you may want to ask for some help because bad form makes your workout less effective and it could even set you up for injuries. So you want to find some proper positioning techniques. One thing you could do is to carry a cheat sheet. And there's no shame in pulling up a, out a, you know, a, a workout on your phone with images that you can refer to. You could film yourself. You can prop your phone against a wall to record your moves and then see where your form is suffering or just use a good old-fashioned mirror. That seems to be the easiest. And I always think as the years go by, it's like my form gets worse. I used to be such... So good at all of these things, but it's, everything is about practice. It's like the more you do, the better you are at it. So once you kind of get away from it, you tend to have to shine up that star once again. Have a posture check-in. So people tend to lean on those cardio machine handles, and then their pa- posture begins to suffer. So every few minutes, remind yourself to stand tall and to engage your, to- your core. And if you're on the elliptical or the bike, make sure you're not relying on the machine to support your body weight. And that goes the same, as I said at the top of the hour, if you're sitting at your desk working at your computer. I have to remind myself because I'm always at my computer, you know, during the workday. I'm either writing or producing or working on a show, something. And I find myself leaning in. Well, it might be good to lean in for other things as uh, as what Facebook VP tells us. But for most things, you want to support your core. And then up your accountability. Why people like a trainer or a coach is because having a trainer forces you to show up every time. But people also tend to work harder when they're in the presence of a trainer or a coach or even in front of others. So perhaps you want to do an exercise program and do it with somebody else. Or if you are someone that likes to go to the gym, at least, you know, um, pay attention that you're there with other people. So commit to a time frame that you're going to do, and that will help keep your commitment fiery. And, you know, you might get an extra helping hand by watching other people's style. And then speaking of style, what is your motivation style? Do you prefer kind of cheerleader or drill sergeant? Um, You want to pick a lane and then come up with a few motivational phrases. You know, it could be if you want to be drill sergeant, it's like, all right, you're here. Do it. You can do it. 
finish it. Or if you want to um, to be more like the cheerleader, then your voice changes and it's like, you got this, go for it. I know that I've always been the cheerleader type. I don't like the drill sergeant approach. I don't like it for coaching. I've had acting coaches that were like that, that broke you down in order to build you up. And I like to build you up in order to build you up. I think that a double build up, you know, build up squared is much better than breaking you down. So whenever you have those moments that you want to quit or skip a workout, you need to, you know, really talk to yourself, motivate yourself, think of the benefits that are going to transpire, how you're going to feel, how you're going to look, and, you know, how the clothes are going to be on you. Also, use technology to your benefit. You can stream a workout video of a trainer you admire so that you hear his or her voice and words of encouragement while you do the words, um, while you do the moves. You know, again, you can watch something on your iPad or iPhone, or you can get a video. Whatever works for you is going to be the best thing. And then find an audience, because if motivation's an issue, you probably do want to get out of your house to work out. You don't probably want to just go in, you know, to your family room or to a bedroom or to a guest room and do your workout. You're probably going to need to go to a public gym or a park or uh, grab a workout buddy, a, a friend of yours, and that you'll feel that you both will benefit uh, from getting started and finishing it. For me, I am a self-starter. I really do not need motivation. I mean, everybody needs motivation, but I have never needed a boss. Um, And that goes for work. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been my own boss. And so I love working with a team and I really love being supportive and being supported But I've never needed somebody that um, is a taskmaster or that says, you have to do this at a certain time or you have to do this much because I know what I need to do. And I make lists. And um, as I was saying, I do this meditation every single morning that gets me scheduled for my day. So I know what I have to do at every step of the way. And sometimes there's always other things that get in the way of what I want to accomplish in one day. And then, of course, you get behind, but uh, you do the best you can. So make sure that you know how to keep yourself motivated. And if you don't know how to keep yourself motivated, you need to find a motivation buddy. So uh, whatever you do, just know that you can be your own personal trainer. You can also turn up that burn out in nature. You can go on walks, hikes, bicycling, swimming, and then make sure to give yourself a reward. I was talking to someone who takes a class, and what they do is they walk, which is several blocks to the class, and then on the way back, they will have a lunch, and then they'll walk several blocks again. And so it's kind of the reward for not only getting a good exercise in, but for stimulating their mind with a class and then um, and then rewarding themselves with conversation and lunch together. So go for it. You can do it and you will get the body, mind and spirit that you're looking for this next year as long as you decide that this is what you want to be because do what you need to do to be what you want to be. 
When we come back from break, we're going to talk about health care and how to pick the right surgeon. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network, and I will be back in a bit, so keep your seats right there. Be the star you are, the star you are, be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. As you plan for a prosperous and profitable next year, there are a few things you can do to boost your business. So try these suggestions. First, if you don't have a website, you want to build a website. Use great keywords and make sure that your website is also mobile friendly because phones are here to stay. Be social. Whether we like it or not, social media is a huge part of our daily routine. Write a blog that keeps people invested in you and keeps them knowing what it is you're doing. Take advantage of e-marketing and online advertising. Build your brand so people know who you are. And go out and meet your customers and clients in person. Face-to-face is still the best marketing technique. And finally, give back. It's always good to give to charity, whatever charity is your preference. Of course, we like BeTheStarYouAre.org. So remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, one of the most important things that we can do to protect ourselves if we have an injury or we need a surgical procedure is to pick the right surgeon. We have to act as if the choice is a life or death decision because often it is. And in this segment, I want to help you select the best because you do have the right to choose a doctor 
and it's very important and how you do it can really determine whether you're going to be healthy or in pain for a long time or if you could even lose your life. What brought me to want to do this segment is just a year ago, I had to have a a very serious and severe spinal surgery. Now, of course, anytime you go under the knife, there is a potential for life-threatening complications. And even in the best circumstances, bad things can happen. And hospitals typically view the occasional bad outcome as inevitable. And that is true. But many surgical injuries are avoidable. And experts believe that we really have to pick the right surgeon. And it's very critical to your health and safety. When I was uh, realizing that I was going to have to have a spinal surgery, is I spent a lot of time interviewing surgeons. In fact, I endured the pain for about three extra years because it took that long to interview all the different surgeons, go over their credentials, see what they wanted to do, get the, um, you know, get scheduled on their schedules. One of the surgeons, it was eight months before I could even get in to see him. But the results were phenomenal. I am pain-free and I'm doing fabulous. And I never, from the time I had my surgery, I never had to take any medications. I just did my physical therapy, which I continue to do. And, you know, my life just went on. In fact, I continued doing my radio shows and everything through that. There was a 2015 investigation by ProPublica, which is a nonprofit news organization, and it looked at Medicare data to see complication rates of 17,000 surgeons nationwide. And of the 2.3 million surgeries it reviewed, 63,000 patients suffered very serious injury and 3,405 died. Now, generally, complication rates range from 2 to 4% for all procedures. But individual surgeons' track records can vary significantly. Their analysis revealed that there was one group of 756 highly active surgeons, and they didn't even have a single complication over five years. Another group of uh, 1,423 doctors had only one complication occur in that same time span. And that's in line with the 2016 Stanford University analysis, which showed about 1% of doctors account for 32% of paid medical malpractice claims. And it's because of the liability issues. Hospitals do not want to admit to shoddy practices because they could open themselves up to lawsuits. So hospitals are very reluctant to reprimand even incompetent doctors. The upshot is that hundreds of active surgeons across the country have complication rates that are double or triple the national average. For some types of surgeries, patients of the worst doctors were three times more likely to die than those operated on by the best performing surgeons. And that was by Consumers Checkbooks. That's another nonprofit consumer watchdog group. Mortality among patients undergoing heart valve and bypass surgery, for example, was about 3% in the hands of top-notch surgeons, but 11% in poorly rated doctors. So how can you be an empowered patient? You really have to ask a lot of questions. Now, 
when I was doing this reading, they, there was a, um, a case study from a woman who had and her knees ached from, you know, arthritis. And so to relieve the pain, the woman underwent, underwent an um, arthroscopy, which is a very minimally invasive procedure. And it was really just to smooth out the rough edges of the cartilage in her knee. But when the surgeon went in, he nicked a nerve with a cutting tool. And it left her in chronic pain ever since. And then she later found out that her surgeon had been asked to leave the practice due to his incompetence. And here he changed her life radically. And she's been living in severe pain ever since uh, with something that really can't be fixed. Yet she had no idea about it. So how can you as a patient protect yourself? The first task is to determine your choices. In this case, you want to compile a list of potential surgical candidates, and you want to identify surgeons who are approved by your insurer and who are in residence at the hospital that you most rely on. Also, you want to gather recommendations from other health professionals that you routinely see and from people who have had similar procedures. Then, after you've done that bit, You want to winnow the list by doing research on your own candidates' backgrounds and ratings. Then you want to meet with the surgeons on your finalist list, and then you're going to ask them tough questions. And you want to make sure that all your questions, you know, it's apples to apples. And then you want to do other interviews to verify the facts and your own impressions. Now, how to research a, sh- a surgeon? There is a wealth of information on any surgeon, and it's the good news today, it's just a click away. I know years ago when my dad had to have a very rare cancer surgery, I spent hours and hours and hours at the library, on the phone, calling surgeons all over the world, literally, to find out who would be the best for this. And it was very, very, very time-consuming. But now, by spending an hour or two on the computer, you can ferret out potentially uncomfortable facts that could prevent a calamitous outcome. So here's the four-step process to find out almost everything you'll need to know about a surgeon's background and their skill level. The number one thing is you want to confirm that they have state credentials. The Federation of State Medical Boards can tell you if the surgeon is licensed in your state. You can go to fsmb.org. That's F is in Frank, S is in Sam, M is in Mary, B is in boy, .org. And you click on Consumer Resources, and you'll get a free tool. And it says, learn about your surgeon. That's a good one. The second one is to confirm the surgical certifications. So to find out whether the surgeon is board certified or eligible in the particular specialty in which you need him or her to be, you can check with the American Board of Medical Specialists. And there's a phone number for them as well, 866-ASK, and then A-B-M-S, which stands for American Board of Medical Specialties. Board certified means that a physician has undergone a very lengthy training in a specialty and has passed a very stringent exam. Board eligible means that that doctor has finished the appropriate residency but has not yet passed the tests. Now, if somebody's very young, it's okay for them to be board eligible. 
because they have a few years to take the test. But the American Board of Medical Specialties recently issued a ruling that physicians who try to use the term board eligible for their entire careers are going to face penalties. So you don't want a doctor who's been in business for many years and he's only board eligible. So you really need to learn the difference between those two terms and to uncover the facts. You also want to uncover any professional reprimands. So knowing if a doctor has been sanctioned by a professional licensing board should be an essential part of your search. For a $9 fee, the Federation of State Medical Boards will provide disciplinary history of specific doctors in any state. And then um, there's a physician data service is on the website. So that's what you're looking for. State medical boards also have doctor profiles that include board certifications, board actions, criminal convictions, and any malpractice claims. The Federation of State Medical Boards has links to state websites, and you'll be able to find so many other things there. So again, that website is fsmb.org. F is in Frank, S is in Sam, M is in Mary, B is in boy.org. The fourth thing is to check the ratings, the number of procedures performed every year, and any complication rates. ProPublica and the Consumer's Checkbook, both those uh, nonprofit groups I was telling you about, they have websites where they rate surgeons and provide information on the number of procedures and complication rates. And to be fair to the surgeons, both adjust the results to allow for patients' health status for their age, and for other factors because some surgeons take on sicker or more frail patients. So, you know, you don't want to get like an A-plus rating from a surgeon who never takes on anybody who's sick. Then you can plug in your zip code at the ProPublica website, projects.propublica.org forward slash surgeons, and you'll find a directory of local hospitals that perform eight common procedures along with surgeons on staff who perform them, and the number of procedures that they've done, and any complication rates. So you really get to compare your apples for apples. Surgeonratings.com, I mean .org, Surgeon Rating, and it's uh, Surgeon, singular, ratings, plural, Surgeonratings.org, is from that nonprofit group, Consumers Checkbook, and it provides a very comprehensive analysis that encompasses more than 5 million operations performed by 50,000 surgeons. And it compares surgeons' results for 12 types of surgeries. So that should be pretty helpful. Some of the side effects, and you might be surprised, surgeries and side effects. Now, most surgeries go pretty well, but complications do happen in 2 to 4% of cases. And the patient needs to be readmitted to the hospital within 30 days. Now, these are among the most common surgeries for Americans um, and the most common complications. So, a cataract removal surgery, the complication is the posterior capsule, the uh, opacity, which is the blurry, you know, the cloudy vision that develops after surgery, that happens in 20% of cases. So that's a fairly, that's a big complication. 
for a pacemaker implant. A complication could be a hematoma, which is a collection of blood outside a blood vessel. That happens in 2.2% of patients, but that is for patients over the age of 70. A uh, coronary artery bypass. This one is really big, and I was rather um, I was rather surprised to to hear this. And that is the complication of an irregular heartbeat is twenty four percent. Hip replacement, dislocation of your hip that occurs in two percent of hip replacements. Uh, in knee replacements, you could get a blood clot, but it's pretty rare, just one percent. If you have a hernia, uh, the the complication is usually some kind of infection. And if it's laparoscopic, it's only 0.2%, which is really small. And if it's open surgery, it's 0.3%, which is also small. So, you know, your chances are pretty good there. If you have a gall, gallbladder removal, the complication is infection. And when you have laparoscopy, it's just 1%. But open surgery, 7.6. And then appendectomy, which is pretty common for all ages. Again, it's the infection. 1.9% in laparoscopic and 4.3% in open surgery. So as you can see, the open surgery is more complicated. They gave another case study that really um, astonished me, but it made me frightened. and And it just made me realize how important that it is that we question doctors. And they gave the story of a nurse who worked in a hospital who knew all the different people. Uh, Her children worked in the health industry and she had to have a a surgery. And I think it was a stomach repair, a stomach repair. But after it, she was very, very sick. She was discharged after three days. Within a couple of days, she had to call 911 and was rushed to the hospital. She was told that she would need another surgery and that more people from the hospital would be there, like the surgical staff. That could be a red flag, but since her physician knew her care, that she went ahead and did it. She had another surgery. It failed to correct the problems. Two weeks later, she had to have another surgery. So within three weeks, she had three procedures, and then she died. And it turned out that the first surgery that um, she had had, uh, she had had something that, again, was nicked in the proceeding, and she had developed sepsis, which is a fast-moving and highly lethal illness caused by an intense response to an infection. And abdominal infections are a leading cause of sepsis. So what we learned from this is if we had known all the issues, we would have chosen someone else. And it turned out that the doctor that she had was known for incompetence. So just be competent, be careful. And if you do our scheduling, because we're all doing our new health care plans the beginning of January, if you're going to schedule a surgery, do your homework, do the interviews, find the correct surgeon. So I wish you all a very happy new year. We'll be together in the new year and we have lots of great things planned for you. So thank you for tuning in every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Star Style. Be the star you are with me, Cynthia Bryan, your personal growth coach as well as your garden goddess. For more information about Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. 
To make that donation before the end of the year, you have a few more days, visit bethestarur.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I hope you'll buy my book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. It's available at CynthiaBryan.com at our online store. It is like a garden in your pocket, and you'll have all the tools and tips right at your fingertips. You are the greatest. You are the best. You are the coolest. Just be you and get what you want out of life. But remember, in order to be what you want to be, you have to do what you have to do. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, Remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Happy, happy new year. Be safe. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.